We all know that Colorado brought in some elite level transfers, but where do they rank amongst the top transfers in college football? We'll talk about that and more on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Buffs. I'm your host Kevin Borba, as you can see right there. Um, today it will be a solo show, but I do like to. I would like to point out, got a little background going, got some better lighting. Um, we're moving up in the world. Uh, but today we're talking where the transfers, excuse me, the transfers of Colorado rank amongst the nation's best. Um, I'll give you a preview: five in the top 100. Um, we're going to talk about Colorado being ranked in the top 25 this early. I know, and then we're going to talk about Colorado. To the Big 12 rumors being refuted, being reported, they're all or they're all over the place. So I'll discuss both sides of them, and you guys can decide which one you like better, I guess. Um, but before we move on, this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more with FanDuel.com/slash Locked On today to get started. Okay, so we all know it's no secret. Colorado has the number one transfer class in the country. That means of all the play, of all the programs out there, USC, Ole Miss, Michigan State, Alabama, LSU, Texas, all these programs that are trying to use the portal to get them to that next step and win a championship and just be one of the best teams in the country, they don't have a better transfer portal class in Colorado. Number one in the country, um, which is huge for Deion Sanders, um, Coach Prime, excuse me, in his first year because – he wants to turn it around quickly. He told, we talked about it yesterday on yesterday's episode, me and John, we talked about, he told last year's roster, pack your bags. I'm bringing my own and they're Louie. Um, and I feel like if you make a statement like that, you got to back it up and back it up. He did um, for starters. Let's, let's just go through 24 uh, seven sports dropped their top 100 transfers or their top 150. But Colorado's five had five of them rank in the top 100. Um, Jimmy Horn, junior, the w- wide receiver, um, out of South Florida, came in at number 100. Um, if we, if you don't know about him, me and John have talked about him frequently. He's probably one of the fastest guys on the team, if not the fastest. Um, the other day on Twitter, a video went viral of him running a 4-3-40, um, which is very quick. Uh, not that many people at the Combine run 4-3-40s. And so Jimmy Horn Jr., very fast, very electric. Um, they could use him in the slot, out of the backfield, kick returner, punt returner. He could do it all. Um, kind of a, a gadget guy, if you will, wh- who just needs the ball in his hands and he'll make something happen. And then you go up a few more spots to number 94, and there's Demoy Kennedy, the Alabama transfer, who um, has a relationship with new defensive line coach or defensive tackles coach, Sal Sinceri. Uh, he recruited Demoy Kennedy to Alabama, and now maybe Kennedy recruited him to Colorado. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, Kennedy is a super athletic linebacker that his – his athleticism precedes even some of the best athletes in college football. He took some running back snaps at Alabama. Um, and Alabama is not typically a place where they're like, Oh, you know, we just don't have the depth at running back. They, they usually have three, four, five, maybe six guys. Uh, I think I like to think of that viral picture all the time. Whereas like Alvin Kamara, Derek Henry, uh, Kenyon Drake, uh, who else? They, they had everybody. Um, I feel like I'm missing someone. I don't even know, but they had like four NFL running backs and one picture. Um, and it was just craziness. So for him to get some carries at running back at Alabama, it speaks to how athletic and savvy he is on the football field. But now he'll be leading the Colorado defense, ex- or that's the expectation for him. Um, they expect him to play middle linebacker, 
be somewhere, be that leader of the defense, um, kind of usher in that new style of defense that Charles Kelly, who also from Alabama, will be um, preaching to these young fellas. Uh, moving up to number 29, um, it go, they go nine, 194, and then we just ascend to the top 30. We have Seydoux Traore, who John talked about him because he covered him closely out of high school. Uh, came from England, I believe is, I don't remember where, but he came from England. Um, went to Clearwater International in Florida, which is a, a school for a lot of international students. Started making major moves um, during his senior year of college football, or senior year of high school football, excuse me. Was kind of late to high school, or was late to the high school football scene. So it wasn't heavily recruited, only had, I want to say like five or six offers. Ended up at Arkansas State. First year, okay, didn't really do much. Last year, though, he put on an absolute show and a clinic. Um, he He's a tight end, but he's a wide receiver, got wide receiver ball skills, tight end size. Um, he's really a matchup nightmare. Uh, if you want your linebackers to try to cover him, they're too slow. If you want your safeties to try to cover him, they're too small. And so he's that perfect mix. Um, we're really going to see – I think the involvement of Sean Lewis's offense because of him, um, Sean Lewis is already renowned and that's the offensive coordinator, Colorado already renowned as one of the best offensive minds in college football. But the past few seasons, um, I don't think his tight ends at Kent state have surpassed 10 catches. Um, he likes to use wide receivers outside and in the slot. And so I think Sidhu Traore's talent, um, coming in as the number 29 transfer in the country. Yeah, or, yep. 29. Um, I almost forgot the number real quick. <laughs> um, coming in as the number 29 transfer in the country. I think he'll, kind of be like you got to use me i'm one of the best players in the country out here and he he's already been ranked by pff as one of the best returning tight ends and so colorado's got a massive array of weapons at their disposal um moving on to their next transfer that ranked extremely high um this will be the guy getting the ball to Traore. it's shader sanders came in at number 23 ahead of quarterbacks such as colin schley but behind quarterbacks like sam hartman from who's at now notre dame um, let's see if there's any other top quarterbacks. Uh, Hudson Card to Purdue. Um, Hudson Card, the Notre Dame transfer. Um, he's only behind two transfers. Devin Leary, excuse me, Kentucky uh, was also ahead of him. So Schroeder ranked as um, ranked only behind a few guys, which, I mean, he's coming from the FCS level, and people like to compare him to Cam Ward, which is not a really – it is a comparison that kind of makes sense because they both came from the FCS level, but very different play styles. Shador is much more methodical. Um, Cam Ward has Cam Ward reminds me of Johnny Menzel, where he has that just randomness spark of he can make magical plays happen um, when things break down. Whereas Shador is much more methodical. He's got a huge arm, um, maybe one of the strongest arms in the country, and he can run, but it's not something that he will look to do. Um, but yeah, he ranked as the number 23 transfer in the country, which we all know the, the expectations around him. Carl Reed from 24 seven sports is expecting huge things from him. Um, same thing with RJ young, who we will talk about a little bit later. And then you have to scroll all the way to the top of this list for Travis Hunter, the number one transfer in the country, Travis Hunter, the Colorado defensive back slash wide receiver. Um, he was the biggest get for Dion Sant- or excuse me. Sorry, I'm, I'm working on it. For Coach Prime this offseason, um, he could play both ways. He's expected to play a lot of defensive back. We'll see what his role in offense is because they have a lot of receivers, plus they go extremely fast, which me and John have been talking about. So we don't want you guys to be surprised if he doesn't get a lot of snaps on offense. It's just we're just expecting him to kind of be 
a leader on defense be a catalyst on defense. And so they don't want him tired for the defense side of all would be my guess. Um, but yes, Travis Hunter, number one, huge get by coach prime who not only recruited him away from Florida state the first time coming out of high school, but he did so again um, in the transfer portal. Travis Hunter made it known that Florida state came after him again. So five transfers in the top 100, huge get for for Colorado and coach prime. Um, it just talks, just tells you about how big of an influence coach prime is and how many players want to play for him. Um, but this is the midway point of the NBA season. It's here now, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Excuse me, because number or because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Um, I, I haven't looked at that many bets, but I had one the other day for um, that I told you guys about. Suns were only favored by 13 and a half against the, the Thunder, who were missing Shea Gilgis Alexander. So just look out for lost side of matchups like that. You could do threes for Steph Curry. Um, say he makes four in a game, you could bet on that. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Okay, so we all know that Colorado has the elite transfers, and we all know um, that, well, most a lot of a lot of the bus fans, and I respect it, they want them to win anywhere from six to eight games. And I talked about that on my realistic expectations pod a few a few episodes ago, maybe last week. Um, and I said six to eight wins in the realm of possibility. Some people were calling for a championship. I feel like that's very early. Um, but here's the thing. Colorado, sorry, I'm pulling up these rankings right now. I'm not, I'm not distracted. Colorado has, I would say, a lower ceiling than a lot of people would think right now. Um, but here's the thing. They have... One obviously the best transfer class in the country, top twenty-five recruiting class in the country. Um, I when I first wrote about um, Coach Prime and his effect on the program, my first article at Athlon actually, I compared him to Lincoln Riley um, at USC because USC, while they were a huge are a huge brand, blue blood of college football, they were in a similar situation. They had won four games, I think it was the the year prior to Lincoln Riley, and so. They obviously bring in a bunch of transfers, top quarterback, top receiver, edge rushers, all this, all the hoopla. And they go from basement of the Pac-12 to they're in the Pac-12 championship. Um, They were maybe one loss away. Um, They don't blow a 20-point lead or whatever it was against Utah, and they're in the playoff probably. So a lot of people, and I said Coach Prime has a chance to do that. It's just we're going to have to see all of his talent come together um, and he has an amazing staff. And so I think each day that goes by, it just seems more likely that Colorado is going to surprise people. Um, and they surprised me the other day because RJ Young, who's with Fox Sports, um, released his pre-spring top 25. And so, it, you're okay, whatever. Usually Colorado hasn't been in these um, as of late. So he goes Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, USC, Tennessee, Alabama. Those are your top six. Then Penn State, Florida State, Utah, Clemson, Washington, Notre Dame, Kansas State, TCU, Oregon, Wisconsin, UCLA, LSU at number 18, Oregon State at number 19. A lot of Pac-12 teams. The Pac-12 is absolutely juiced this next year, which is also why people 
we're expecting Coach Prime's squad to lose some some games because they have a tough schedule. Um, they have a tough schedule coming up, but RJ Young has Colorado ranked, excuse me, as the number 20 team in the country in his pre-spring top 25 ahead of teams like Oklahoma, Iowa, Kansas, Texas, and Texas Tech. Um, that's a huge deal for Colorado. I think a lot of people, I there was three phases of this Colorado hype. Coach Prime gets hired. Everybody on social media loves it. It's a great hire. Um, I mean, I still love the hire myself. I think he's going to do great things at Colorado. Um, and even in year one, he's already recruiting a juggernaut, and they've yet to see anything on the field. Um, but everybody loves the hire. Um, it's a great hire. It's transcendent. Colorado just became the coolest brand in college football. Step two. Now, it, we I call that the honeymoon phase. This little space in between. Um, we'll call that the honeymoon phase. Step two, people like Paul Feinbaum, um, the Vegas odds makers, they start the kind of ushering the doubting of Colorado. Paul Feinbaum said he doesn't know if Coach Prime is going to have any success at Colorado, fully expects him to kind of plummet and fail there. Um, and then the odds makers, um, 17 and a half point dogs to TCU in week one, um, seven point dogs to Nebraska week two. And so now it's like we went from everybody's loving this Colorado experience to now it's like, okay, but for real, they've kind of had too much attention now. So let's, let's kind of get them down here. Um, I don't, we don't need them having all this hype. And so everybody's kind of bringing them back down to earth. And now we're back at step three, which this step is only because spring ball is coming. Um, I also think it's because Colorado's added a couple more transfers, or I think one more transfer since the Paul Feinbaum stuff. Um, they got Xavier Weaver from USF, the wide receiver, and they also have another chance to land Shane Hooks, who's a six foot four, um, just great athlete from Jackson State via ohio via florida um he went to high school in florida then went to ohio transferred jackson state to play for coach prime and then he ended up being shader sanders's favorite target um so he announced that colorado was in his top five we'll see um where they end up he did post his on his instagram post Deion sanders jr um Deion sanders's jr whatever Deion sanders jr's song sorry a lot of i'm trying to get the the possession right his his song was the background song of his instagram post where he announced his top five of Cincinnati, um, Colorado, Texas A&M, UNLV, and I think it was Penn State, I think was the, the last school. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was a top five. Colorado was in it. Huge receiver. Shadur's favorite target. Um, but yeah, so now we're kind of getting to that point where we're looking ahead at spring and people are realizing, oh, you know, just because they won one game last year, they might actually be good this next year. Um, just because they didn't have a great season, um, which isn't that shocking. Um, I think the very first thing, and people were getting on me on yesterday when I said we saw Coach Prime humanized during his interview with the Pivot podcast. Um, I was saying that he's humanized because most of the time that people see him on social media or wherever it may be, it is due to him having like a, a not a hot take, but a hot take like um phrase so whether it's pack your bags i'm bringing my own and they're louis um that went viral on twitter for a week um people talked about it endlessly people talked about if it was disrespectful um what else he he talked about um trying to he just talks about like the oh shador sanders excuse me that's what i was thinking of shador sanders this is your quarterback um everybody say hello um introduce shador sanders as colorado starting quarterback before a he had even entered the transfer portal and b i don't even think jackson state had played their 
their cricket bowl game yet. So he just gets a lot of attention for, um, I guess, saying things that the general public is, does not appreciate. Now, I'm not saying he doesn't have great things to say because he is a great person. They're, one of the major reasons he took the Colorado job was so he could change the lives of a lot of people as well as himself. And so um, career-wise, he was able to help three trainers, um, his high school friend and college friend. Um, and so a lot of people are reaping the rewards of him being at Colorado. But we were getting to this point where everybody was hating on him, and now we're breaking down the spring rosters. And it's like, you know what? Coach Prime um, brought in a great staff. Sean Lewis, great offensive mind. Charles Kelly, great defensive mind. South Sanceri, another great defensive mind from the Nick Saban tree. Um, he has a lot of coaches with NFL experience. He has a lot of coaches with college-proven experience. And people are now starting to realize, and I think RJ Young is probably at the forefront of this, that Colorado has a chance to be really special this next season, even despite their tough schedule. Um, but yes, I think that it's going to be, it's going to be huge. Um, the spring game, April 22nd is going to be massive. I hope to see you guys out there. Um, but yeah, I think Colorado has a lot of big things coming their way. They have another chance to land another one of the top transfers, top transfer receiver. And there's a second transfer portal window coming up in after spring ball where they could shore up the trenches. I think that's my biggest concern about them is the trenches just because it's a lot of new pieces. I'm not so worried about the defense line, but more so the offensive line. Um, we just don't know about a lot of them. So we'll see during spring ball. Um, but before we move on, I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Buffs your first listen every day. Make sure to check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball, everything you need to know about college basketball in one place, plus hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we want to thank you over here at Locked On Buffs for making you or making us your first listen of the day. Um, we're really enjoying the discussions we have on youtube um, even if we disagree it's okay to have some discussions i think yesterday i got called a hater i'm not a hater i promise um we're addressing co calling coach prime coach prime as the um asked to be called um which we are we will be doing so um it just kind of forced a habit obviously some people call it ignorance wasn't meant any wasn't there wasn't any disrespect meant towards coach prime himself i think you just talk about a figure like him your whole life and you refer to him as how um he was your whole life he was referred to as Deion sanders but he is coach prime and he will be called so on this podcast um moving on last topic of the day colorado to the big 12 is it happening is it not um let me give you a breakdown of what's going on um these past two weeks last week i think it was cbs sports reports colorado arizona arizona state utah Big 12s in constant communication with them. That's why we, I had Josh Neighbors on, um, I think it was Wednesday's episode, to discuss how Colorado fits into the Big 12, um, why the Big 12 makes sense for them, and why the Big 12 maybe makes sense for retaining Coach Prime long-term. Um, but either way, Colorado to the Big 12. Rumors are swirling. Then the Pac-12 conference had, or their CEO group, had a meeting on Tuesday of this week, and they were discussing their future plans reports come out all 10 programs are they're bought in they're sticking together well all of a sudden there is a rumor well not a rumor it was leaked leaked by or reported by not sure if it was leaked but i'm gonna say it was reported first by college football reddit's twitter which is one of the biggest twitters out there um that the colorado regents um were meeting which the subject line for the meeting was um I was like, I think it was discussed future or legal matters with the Pac-12. 
So this led many people to kind of kickstarting the Colorado to the Big 12 rumors. That's why I had Josh Neighbors on to kind of discuss um, what it absolutely meant. And we came to the conclusion that one, even if Colorado does in fact want to leave to the Big 12, they have to have a public um, hearing or voting to get to the Big 12. So it's not like they could just do this behind closed doors and one day they're like, yep, we're out. Um, and then, oh, last week too, I also talked about Colorado State coming to the Pac-12 to kind of make the mountain, the Rocky Mountain showdown a Pac-12 game, which would have been interesting. Um, so storylines all over the place. But what you need to know, Colorado to the Big 12. Pac-12 is sticking together. Colorado has is having a UC Regents meeting, or UC, a Colorado Regents meeting. Sorry, I'm used to the UC Berkeley system, Regents. Um, Colorado's having a Regents meeting. Then, uh, let's see, today is Friday. So I want to say yesterday, the day before, I think yesterday, Dennis Dodd of CBS Sports reports again. Brett Yormark, got it correct, guys. I don't know why I was saying Yormack the other day. Yormark, um, having a meeting with the four corner schools, or not a meeting, but constant communication with the four corner schools they're planning to leave um they're just waiting for the pac-12 deal to underwhelm and then they're jumping to the big 12 well yesterday last night um as i was doing my stanford coverage of their basketball game um i'm scrolling through twitter and utah's athletic director quote tweeted dennis dodge report and said oh brother oh my or something something like that to refute like that's not happening like what are you saying let me let me pull it up just so i could get the exact um phrase of what he said he said so dennis dodd article articles title says big 12 readies to pounce on four corner schools as doubt creeps in about pac-12's viability mark harlan the ad of utah goes give me a break that's his quote tweet um his tweet has gone absolutely insane ever since nearly a million views on it um and then Stuart mandel the athletic kind of I think there's kind of, especially in the expansion and conference realignment space, it's getting very, how do I say, it's getting toxic. I'll just say what it is. I'll call it spade a spade. It's getting toxic out there. Um, Everybody wants to be the person with the inside sources. Um, People take up every opportunity to say someone's wrong. And so it's just getting very toxic. And I'm not saying Stuart Mandel is getting toxic, but someone tweeted to him and was like, why did they keep um, re- posting the same article every week to kind of like like this conspiracy is that the big 12 is kind of feeding cbs this information so that way they're just hoping that one one week it's eventually going to sink the pac-12 um but either way colorado if we're going based off of what we i feel like colorado to the big 12 will only happen if the pac-12 is deal severely underwhelms um there's still multiple more steps that colorado has to go through to get to the big 12 um but yeah, I just wanted to give you guys like an update update of where we stand. Um, it went from Colorado, the Pac-12 is fine, the Big 12 is coming in, Pac-12 is again fine, and so I think what you need to know is Colorado is going to remain in the Pac-12 until, like, say the Pac-12 gets their deal done, it's not great, um, and Colorado can make more in the Big 12, then I could see them leaving. Um, a lot of the Big 12 fans are in my mention saying Colorado should come to the Big 12 for less money. And it's like, if they can make more money in the Pac-12, why would they do that? Like, is this Pac-12 current deal a temporary thing? I'm not saying no. So I get that point of the argument. But will Colorado leave to take a a haircut, a budget cut, if you will, just for the sake of being in the Big 12? Not sure. Um, That doesn't really do them any good. Um, But yes, Colorado is, again, linked 
to the Big 12. We're going to see what happens every day. I feel like there's something new. So by the time Monday's episode comes out, I'm sure there will be a new insight. But again, for Colorado to go to the Big 12, they have to have a Regents meeting and it has to be public. Um, They could talk about that they want to go through with it um, behind closed doors. But in order for the meeting to happen, it does have to be public. So we will discuss that um, as as it comes up. Um, I don't want to be giving giving you guys any false information. Um, I do want to thank you guys for making Locked On Bust your first listen today. For your second listen, check out a brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Schott and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, here from make name experts, coaches, and players through the basketball landscape. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. I want to thank you guys again for making Locked on Buffs your favorite podcast listen. Um, Thanks for all the likes, subscribes, comments. I appreciate the comments. I appreciate the Discord um, down there, the discussions. Um, I'm welcome to it. Uh, We could talk anything from my haircut to what you guys think about the show. Um, I love to debate with you guys. And maybe if you guys have questions, um, shoot them my way and we could talk about it on future episodes. But just know, Coach Prime and the Buffs, they got a top transfer class. They're already getting some top 25 nods. It's going to be a, an interesting season, to say the least. I think they're going to pull off some, surprise, some surprises. Um, we have a very cool interview with the recruit coming up next week, a Colorado quarterback target. Um, so make sure to stay dialed in, subscribe, whatever, to follow us. And so that way you can see it. Um, again, I'm Kevin Borba. This is Locked on Buffs. I appreciate you guys. Um, love you guys. Got the background, got the better lighting. Hopefully you guys like my background. Um, We will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend and make sure to share this with your friends.